Hello and welcome back to another episode of Quickies with Angela and Katie. I'm Angela Dawn of Authentic Heart Coaching. I'm a tantric sex coach and I do both desire-based coaching and intimacy training for individuals and couples. And I'm Katie Wilkinson. I'm a sex, love, and relationship coach for men, and I help men create deeper connection they're craving in their marriage and relationships. So today we have a continuation, really, from our last episode. That is right. We had so much to say about writing profiles for dating websites that we didn't even get to correspondence and etiquette. So that's what we have in store for you today. Yes. And we know this is something that people are so curious about because no one likes to go to the effort of creating this fantastic profile and starting to get matches only to have your matches ghost and ignore you. Mm. you know, and that's something that we'd really like to prevent because there's so much miscommunication happening that's preventing people from making these real connection opportunities opportunities. Yeah, yeah. And so much of it starts with your profile, right? Like having a profile that is going to adequately reflect who you are and what kind of a partner you want to call in. But let's say you've written this profile that you're really happy with. Uh, You've stated your qualities, what you're looking for in a relationship, who you'd like to meet, and it's time to message folks you've connected with. What advice do you have, Katie? Oh, man, so many thoughts here. So... So I know people who like to start with a simple like, hi, or hey, and frankly, that can be pretty dicey. You know, if you're sending a lot of these one word openers to people and there's no substance behind it, that's bad. Like women get so many of those one liner openers and a lot of us really hate them because it looks like you put in zero effort because you did (laughs) and you're not proving that the person that you're messaging is worth anything more than just like, you know, sex on demand. Mm. So if that's just like, if that's you testing to see if your match will even respond, even right back, I get that. But a lot of women will ignore those, that particular approach. I can tell you I will. <laughs> <laughs> so you're better off sending that hi or hey, and then also sending a personalized message. You know, something that proves that you took the extra 30 seconds to read the person's profile. Mm-hmm. Now, a caveat here, if you happen to be messaging someone who clearly put zero effort into their profile and you've got nothing to go off of, I get it. That one's not your fault. You're off the hook. But you can see in that case, if you can like mention something about the background of one of their photos or ask them some not small talk question, something that still shows that you're putting in effort. Hmm. Hmm. I'll tell you, Katie. I think like people that write nothing in their profile, I just make the assumption they're just looking for like a zipless fuck. You know, they just want a hookup. That's what that says to me. It makes me so sad when I see those too. Because even like if you are going for a hookup, I would want the person to prove that they want to put the energy into it. Like if you have yeah, nothing in your profile, well, obviously, <laughs> I don't trust you're a good fuck if you're not going to write a couple of words about yourself. Yes. How are you going to put in that energy on my pussy? Really? Oh, totally. Totally. (laughs) You know, but another, another thing that I see that I really hate is those copy paste messages that are really obviously copy paste messages, especially the ones that are multi paragraphs long writing about, you know, something either hyper romantic Mm. that just reads like really terrible erotica, or (laughs) it's something that just feels like they're sending you a cover letter. (laughs) I like to call those out. Um, I tend to message the person and just be like, hey, just, I gotta know, how often does this approach actually work? Because I can Mm. copy and paste it, so please stop doing that. You know, because like, a person who's receiving that, we want to feel worthy of your effort in trying to put forth that first message. You know, we want to feel that you recognize that we're special, we're not just another profile. We kind Mm -hmm. of are, but like, 
come on. <laughs> it takes it takes a little bit of effort, but especially if you're a man online and you're trying to woo women, we know you're going to be sending out a lot more first messages than you're receiving, but putting in this extra time investment right from the get-go is going to get you further overall and get you a much higher quality of engagement. Yes, absolutely. I mean, I, I would say, yeah, 100%, you want to be engaging with that individual. But I do have a caveat because I have an unusual relationship style personally. So I definitely use pre-written paragraphs sometimes, but just because I want to be able to clearly explain my relational style and who my partners are, right? So I'm going to customize a message, but I might grab a paragraph that I use to explain, you know, a little bit more about me. So I don't have to key it in every time. That's different. I'm still personalizing the overall message. Yeah. And that I totally get. I do that too, as a kinky person, um, but like more in kind of an FAQ style where I know mm-hmm. what questions they're going to ask is follow up, right. but then I yeah. already have that ready to go. So I'm not just like creating it 6,000 times a day. Totally. That one, that mm-hmm. one, I understand. That's not your first message. That's not the greeting. Correct. <laughs> <laughs> So Angela, I know this is something that you coach on specifically, and I'm curious, what do you advise for people on dating sites who are looking for a new approach because what they've been doing isn't working? So um, I just worked on this recently uh, with a client of mine, and my advice, advice to him in terms of correspondence was to engage the potential date by letting them know that you really read their profile, something resonated, and you already have something in common. So uh, for example, like maybe they posted a picture of themselves walking their dog. You could engage about the puppy and say, hey, I see you're walking your Great Dane. You know, maybe I also have a large dog. How old is your pet or something along those lines? Or if there's a common interest, um, maybe there's a picture of them sailing or paddle boarding or something like that. And you can say, oh, I live by the water and I also have a paddle board. Do you go out often? Something like that. Or a question about an interest, right? Like, oh, I see you rock climb. How long have you been doing it? You know, just something that like engages with their content. And that's, it's a much easier approach doing it that way because you're not pulling it out of nowhere. And it does prove that like, okay, I looked at your profile. Mm-hmm. You're not just a piece of meat to me. Totally. You know, that genuine interest there is key because nobody likes that fake surface level conversation. We've all got enough of that in our, you know, people <laughs> with traditional work lives. Certainly we do. <laughs> like, I don't want the message to feel like the person's trying to sell me their penis. Like, Ooh. I want it to feel more like this budding friendship but when that with that like delicious attraction charge to it you want just enough depth to keep you interested without dumping all your shit on them absolutely it's <laughs> early messages are definitely not the time to dump your shit on them I don't think it's ever time with <laughs> for that <laughs> but um so I think our male listeners especially when thinking about how to engage with a new potential partner, they're really going to benefit from going back to two podcasts ago, aren't they, Katie? Oh, yes, they are. So my best tip on that one is like, I'm not even into big dicks, but you absolutely want to radiate and embody big dick energy. Please go listen to our episode on big dick energy if you haven't heard it yet. Because big dick energy conveys a groundedness, this understated confidence, you know, that's such a a rarity among men on dating sites. You typically have like these two flavors of guys who come across, at least 
for men who are interested in matching with women. You know, first you've got those guys that are trying to like shove this macho (laughs) persona down your throat. And I'm like, okay, I know that you're terrified at your core. I know this is an act. I don't know if other people can tell, but probably like women can sense that. And then you've also got these other guys that are showing up. I want to say this one's more common. They're showing up in a way that just feels so ho-hum, like a very sort of average, you know, I'm not going to put much effort into this because it feels (laughs) hopeless, but I still secretly hope that my lack of effort works out and I win the hot girlfriend lottery somehow. (laughs) Yeah. My favorite one is the, I don't know why I'm on here or I'll write a bio later. Like, (laughs) like one, no, you won't. And two, we both know why you're here. We all want to make connections, right? It's it's as if they're waiting for women to happen to them, you know, but in the meantime, they're not getting any matches. They're not working on how to market themselves better. They're not working on up-leveling their communication skills. You know, they don't know how to get her attention. And if they happen to accidentally get her attention, they don't know how to keep it. And then they just think that they suck. And it's this big self-fulfilling prophecy where it just leaves them burned out and feeling gross about the whole online dating experience. Mm. Yeah, I I feel like yeah, the self-fulfilling prophecy piece resonates very strongly for me. You know, if you're putting out low effort, what are you expecting in return, right? Ugh, yeah. So what about etiquette, Katie? Uh what should we tell our listeners about messaging on a dating app? So here's the thing. One th- the first thing that comes to mind for me, dating sites are not a place to push boundaries. <laughs> absolutely not I hate that expression in general pushing boundaries or worse like breaking boundaries you know so say that you're talking to someone and they say no to whatever you suggested you know maybe you ask them out maybe you ask them for their number whatever what you need to do is be polite and respectful about that no in a genuine way like you're not asking them to change their mind you're just like okay no big deal you know it's the right thing to do And honestly, it might make them reconsider, like that's not your goal, but that tends to happen a lot of the time because that sort of response Mm. is going to stand out. Most people take those rejections really, really personally. So instead, a person who's casually just like, no problem, it's fine, genuinely, uh, it's it's a person who's prioritizing our comfort Mm -hmm. and we're going to pay special attention to them. You know, we feel a lot more safe with them. They're already more attractive because it's not like they're trying to It doesn't feel like they need our approval, or at least they don't need it as much. So their ego isn't as fragile and it doesn't feel like they're Mm -hmm. going to snap at us. This isn't one of those guys who's like, oh, you're so hot. You want to go out? And she's like, no, thanks. And he's just like, well, you're a fat bitch and I hate you. You know, (laughs) that's not a secure person. Oh, no. And those kind of responses happen, man. I I tell you, I I could interject here. I had one man who, no kidding, on the first message, sent me his address and what time I should come for dinner. (gasps) Red flag! Right. And um, so I was like, yeah, no, not in the habit of coming to someone's home that I don't know. But you, you know, talk about how cavalier wanna... that is, because like a woman, we could never send our out our address because we don't know like what murderer is going to show up. And it was crazy. Right. But, you know, I decided that this person just must really trust me and I continue to engage with them. And I did set up a date with them at a restaurant. Right. <laughs> And then I needed to change the time or the location because I had uh, I had to help out my kid. Right. And they were like, 
oh no, you have made a mistake. You canceled a date. And I was like, hmm, actually, I think I made a mistake continuing to talk to you. (laughs) Actually, people have lives and other responsibilities. And sometimes we might need to change a time or a location. You know, it's like, oh my gosh. Right? Like, it's not personal. And that's, I'll, I'll preface this by saying I'm not playing games here, but I do try to look for opportunities to give some kind of gentle rejection early on, whether that's mm. asking for my number too soon, he's asking for a date too soon. Like I try to do something where I'm setting up just like some kind of gentle boundary because I want to mm-hmm. see how he responds to it. Because if he's that yeah. guy who blows up and is like, oh, you need to, you know, change something and then cancels everything and gets really upset about it, I'm like, cool that's not someone I'm going to feel safe having sex with anyway. Exactly. Exactly. It's just a bad yeah. look. And, you yeah. know, in, in general, I know that men on dating sites who are seeking female attention, like they don't tend to get a ton of interaction. And I really want to say that you shouldn't take that personally because right. like any profile that's female presenting on there, that's going to be shown to men, their inbox is going to get flooded with attention, like a lot of really low effort messages that she's going to ignore, but there's just, there's so many guys out there who are just absolutely papering the village with their dick resume, just trying to get any (laughs) number of yeses. And they're totally not putting in any effort to choosing matches that actually resonate with them, you know, and those are the same guys that then complain that, oh, I got all of these matches that I'm not attracted to. Like I, I heard a sort of acquaintance complain about that once. I'm like, well, if you're right swiping everybody, of course, you're going to get people you're not attracted to. You're going to get everyone. Yeah. What are you doing? If you, it, you know, on Tinder, both of you have to swipe right. So if you get a match you're not attracted to, that means you picked that match, right? And <laughs> and yes, it is a real thing just having so many messages, right? A woman who wants to talk with you could easily find themselves buried below you know, your message buried down below hundreds of other messages, right? So my honest suggestion there is don't take a lack of response personally. And if it's someone you're really interested in, don't be afraid to engage again and get that in-person meeting sooner than later, right? So I've definitely had people who, you know, got very upset that I didn't get back to them right away. Tinder's actually not my life. You know, (laughs) Uh, sometimes I have a day where I don't look at it. Sometimes I have a week where I don't look at it. If you're going to get perturbed by someone not answering your message within 24 hours or or something like that, it's like, wow, super fragile ego that I don't want to deal with. But that whole like getting buried thing is real. So if it's something, someone that you truly want to engage with, I would encourage you to go ahead and, and reach back out again and try to continue the conversation. Yeah, you can totally send that friendly, polite follow up if it's needed. I do want to caution, don't do that multiple, multiple times. Like if the person didn't respond you know, to your first two of those messages, like don't send six follow-up. Hey, right. Like, yeah. We don't, those guys are annoying too. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm not talking about like peppering somebody with correspondence, but like it was somebody you were actually engaged with a week ago and you didn't hear back. I think it's okay to message again. If she didn't unmatch you, you know, you're still kind of in the running there, right? And until you hear a no or she unmatches you. Now, if you pepper her with messages that she doesn't have time or the desire to answer, then she's going to unmatch you anyway, 
right? Right. Even if you mm-hmm. otherwise would have been a good match, it's like it's that behavior that's putting her off. That's why she's unmatching you, not because you suck as a human. Right. right. Yeah. That's yeah. It, it's it's almost got nothing to do with your your humanity at this point. <laughs> There's no humanity on dating sites. So I'm also going to add something here about mindfully using dating apps since we're talking about the human quality. Is that okay, Katie? Please do. Yeah. So I'm, I'm coining a new term as I like to do on our podcast. I'm calling it mindful swiping. I love that. And here's my advice to mindfully swipe. Try setting a specific time to do your swiping. So take 10 or 15 minutes at a certain time of day, maybe before dinner, after dinner, whenever, but a certain period of time, you're going to do it. Set a limit around that time and don't do anything else during that time. This is your swipe time. You are only doing that, right? It's like meditation, right? Instead of watching your breath, you are mindfully swiping. So set a timer if you need to. You might become fully engaged in swiping and forget that you have a time limit. But the idea here is to spend first maybe five minutes meditating or doing some other centering activity. Maybe you're a guitar player. Maybe you're an athlete, right? Shoot a couple hoops, uh, play a little bit of guitar, whatever you do to center yourself. Because the idea is that you're approaching uh, from a calm and focused place so that you are actually ready to engage in this activity. So you do a pre-engagement process and then you swipe for five minutes. And I'm talking about swiping mindfully, right? So a lot of people will be swiping while they're in line at the grocery store, while they're walking a dog. You don't, you haven't paid full attention to that person's profile. You don't know what you're swiping right or left on, right? So center yourself, spend only about five minutes swiping And then spend about another five minutes communicating with the matches you already have, okay? So centering, swiping, communicating. And this sort of a methodology is going to be much more effective than just swiping while you're doing some other daily activity. Because being present in your body and putting all of your attention into the act of swiping for a short time is actually going to bring you more accurate results than going about it mindlessly. I love that approach because we so often are distracted as we're going through dating apps. You know, we're watching TV, we're bored on the toilet, like whatever. It's just a way to pass the time as opposed Mm -hmm. to something that you're intentionally putting that effort into. I really love the idea of having that just focused, pure time where you're doing nothing but that. Mm -hmm. Because otherwise, like all the distractions, it just, it disconnects us from tuning into how our body and how our mind feel about the person that we're evaluating. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Slowing that process down lets you really drop into the body and get like a yes or no on somebody from a place that's inside of you and not from some like other random information that happens to be in the air. Right. Cause otherwise it's kind of like the, um, late night shopping version where you're just mm. like buying stuff at random that, you know, you're going to, yeah, if you bought you know it from the return. infomercial at midnight, it's probably <laughs> not something you need. And you can look at a dating app that way too. <laughs> <laughs> so with that said, let's go ahead and wrap this episode up. Angela, right. what are today's top takeaways? Okay. So here's my summary. Show genuine interest remember your big dick energy, whether you're a man or a woman, right? Go back and listen to that episode if you need to. Uh, Re-engage carefully with folks you want to actually meet and swipe mindfully. 
All right. And that's all for this episode of Quickies with Angela and Katie. Thanks for listening. And you can follow us on Apple, on Spotify, and on YouTube. If you would like more great info on sex, love, and relationships, be sure to follow us on social media. I am Authentic Heart Coaching on Instagram or AuthenticHeartCoach.com. Yes. And I'm at Katie Coaches on Instagram, or you can also find me on my website, KatieCoaches.com. So if you liked what you've heard here and you want to explore more, Ooh, I've got a couple of juicy ones, Katie. I got some new things up my sleeve. Um, Starting August 30th, I am going to be teaching meditation for better sex in person in Severna Park, Maryland. So it starts August 30th, Tuesday night, 7.30 p.m. And it's going to be every other Tuesday. It is a series of 10 classes. So beginner meditation uh, instruction will be part of that. So you don't have to have any experience to sh- just to show up for class. Beginners are welcome. And then at each of the 10 classes, I'm going to drop in information uh, on different ways to have better sex and ways that your meditation practice can influence and impact your sex life. So a really practical practical in-person course every other Tuesday. You can take the whole series of 10 or just drop into any one of the classes because each class will be uh, complete in itself as well. All right. Also, do you want me to tell me about the other thing? I know you paused (laughs) and I was like, oh, the other thing I'm so excited about. I'm going to be offering tantric honeymoon experiences for couples. So this does not mean your wedding honeymoon. This is an opportunity for you to connect in a honeymoon type experience and environment with your partner. So this is open to couples of any persuasion. I will, um, Love, I would love to have gender bendy people and same sex couples as well as hetero couples. Any couple is welcome on my, my retreats in Mexico and Costa Rica. And I'm picking out some beautiful spots uh, to whisk away anywhere between two and four couples too. And I'll be doing tantric coaching daily with the couples that come with me on retreat. And you can check out my website for more on that authenticheartcoach.com. Ooh, what a treat. All right. Thank you so much for joining us. And we'll see you next time on Quickies with Angela and Katie.